This is your home for St. Cloud State Hockey, keeping you up to date on the NCHC. Women's WCHA. Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies. The National Hockey League. Kaprizov in for a chance to win it. He scores! Thrill the thrill is for real! Welcome to the NHL, a game winner. And everything from the state of hockey. Cloud Cathedral is now 42.6 seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title. Welcome to the Huskies Warming House Podcast Den. scratch interview segment episode number 84 here on the huskies warming house podcast noah grant that's my voice the voice you're about to hear nick maxson aka mr bankrupt my co-host here nick uh why are you bankrupt and uh, who made you bankrupt and do we have them on the show uh we do uh caleb paybody's making me uh bankrupt because he keeps uh putting room service he valves orders i mean i wouldn't be shocked if i saw pay-per-view stuff go on that as well and uh it's going right on the credit card and yeah i'm already behind on that anyway so <laughs> uh but we have him on the show uh he's always uh, he's a dear friend of the podcast uh a great uh, social media interaction too as well and uh another fun little lighthearted episode here for the huskies on their bye week so uh yeah. we'll see action until a week from uh, this friday saturday yeah, we appreciate Caleb picking it up. Kind of a, it was a late call up for him. And we'll get into that obviously in the episode and we're not going to keep you waiting. Episode number 84, Healthy Scratch Interview segment with Caleb J. Peabody. to the Den Husky Bloomingdale's podcast fans. It is episode number 84. It is our Tuesday interview segment coming at you. And with us is the HWH super fan, constant <laughs> Nick Maxson chirper, and the guy that's run up my freaking bank tab uh, to the point where now my nickname is Bankrupt. Uh, Caleb Jeffrey Peabody, thank you for joining us here on the show. Thanks, guys. And thanks for throwing in my middle name. Look at that. I've made it real time well, I was told that, you know, when it was made known of your middle name, that I would not remember it. And it's a monogam, bro. So, yeah, I mean, struggle by city. Caleb, I, I got to be honest. <laughs> uh, you you are uh, you are a late addition to the show. Uh, we do have some men's hockey players in the works, but they aren't able to make it this week. So you are thankfully you got the late call up. Uh, you've been in the big leagues before you bet on the show. Uh, my question is this, though. You're sitting you're sitting doing your thing today. You know, you get a text about two, three o'clock in the afternoon. You, know, you you find out that you're going to get the call up on the show. I mean, did you call your parents? I mean, who was your first phone call? I think I got I, a text. Yeah, it, that's very true. I was I was very shocked when I got the text, and there and Noah was like, "Hey, it's your time. Get ready." I started packing my bags. You know, I changed my shirt, which is great, and and it was kind of iffy. They said, "Well, you might be a late addition. We don't know. You could still be a late scratch." And, uh, but I got, got the skates ready, laced them up and here I am back for round two and, uh, just pumped to be back with you guys. We kind of, I, we almost could have pulled a Nick Dowd on you. Nick, you remember that story when Nick Dowd said he got yeah. called up and actually got sent back to the yeah. minors and had to wait a couple of days. But speaking of lacing the skates up, Caleb, uh, one of the things that we were kind of talking about pre-show is that you weren't actually ever a hockey player. You can skate a little bit, but weren't you uh, kind of a big baseball guy growing up? 
Yeah. So grew up in a hockey town, can skate a little bit enough to stand up and just maybe wave to the camera. Uh, I'm not as skilled on, on the ice as, as you fellas, uh, but college hockey and hockey in general has become kind of a, a love for me. I was better on cleats and on dirt. So I played baseball growing up. Uh, I mean, I was good at that to a point too. And then my unathletic skill kind of kicked in and, uh, yeah, now it's, I'm just a big sports fan overall, but college hockey and the NHL are my first and second love. And as you know, that's all I pretty much tweet about <laughs> as well. When I'm not tweeting at bankrupt Nick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Caleb, you know, it's now three weeks into this season. Let's actually talk a little bit about the jerseys or the boys that wear the jerseys that are behind mm -hmm. us. Uh, first of all, we talked uh, you know, when you were last on about this non-conference schedule, this was in the summertime and how exciting this was going to be. Did it live up to the hype or what kind of, I guess, what were your impressions of, you know, the, the series against uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, again, St. Thomas in there to, to kind of get their feet wet in division one. Uh, I guess, how did that, how did it go for you? Yeah, well, it definitely lived up to expectations and I've been excited about it since they announced the schedule. Um, I've been kind of vocal about it and, and kind of echoing Brett Larson's comments as well. Like we knew this would be a tough schedule coming in, but I think it's going to be really good in the long run for this team and really good for college hockey fans. Honestly, like we got to see some incredible matchups starting with St. Thomas, uh, obviously jumping into the D one waters. Uh, but you know, they, it was fun. I was at, I was at the first game and yeah, we put up 12 points on them, but honestly, like they're a good team. They're going to be good soon enough. Um, give them a couple years and, and, um, as you guys know, they're going to be right there with the rest of the group. Um, you know, as far as Mankato and Minnesota and Wisconsin, like what else could you ask for? Like, we really just got a gauntlet three weekends in a row. And, uh, you know, uh, technically I'm calling the record six, one and one, some would say it's six, two and oh, but I think we couldn't wish for anything better than that. You know, we lost one zero to Mankato and that was a tightly contested game, as you know, down in their barn. Um, you know, David stood on his head, uh, the whole team played great. And then Minnesota, like we very easily could have swept that series. Now I know that's controversial. We've been over it a million times. We don't have to get into it, but uh, we very easily could have won both those hockey games. And then against Wisconsin, I just felt like we were the better team both nights. I mean, the score showed it. Um, you know, I think they've had an interesting non-conference schedule on their end for the Badgers as well. And now they're heading in against Michigan. Good luck to them uh, Thursday and Friday. But, you know, heading in, getting a bye week, I think this bye week falls in perfect for this team. Uh, I'll let you guys chime in on that too. I think we're a little nicked up, which yeah. who wouldn't be after these eight games. And then we really get that test with the NCHC conference schedule. I mean, every team, you know, we can joke about the Miami of Ohio's and the Colorado colleges, but there's not going to be an easy weekend. Um, but I think this team is, is well prepped and, and, and ready to go and excited to get into it. So um, I'm happy maybe to have a weekend off too. just decompress, enjoy it. I guess we're the number one team in the nation. We'll take it and uh, we'll kind of go from there. You know, Caleb, you had mentioned, uh, we mentioned a certain event a million times, but we're going to mention a million and one because I really want to go mm -hmm. back to the Nick Perbix jersey grab. Uh, and of course, yeah. Bob Mosco rescinding his comments that he had made uh, post game and saying that it mm -hmm. wasn't a dive now. Um, going back in that, of course, I was watching the game live. Nick was watching the game live. Um, but we're hockey players. And like you mentioned, you never played the game when you watched it live. Did it take you a second to kind of realize that, you know, it wasn't, you know, it maybe should have been called or was that something like from the fan perspective, I should say, what was your initial reaction on that play? 
Well, first off, it was great to be in the building for that game. I mean, around 6,000 fans. I don't know what the final head count was, maybe less than that. So don't quote me on Twitter <laughs> if I got that wrong. But um, college hockey is back after a hard year last year. It was great to see the place packed um, for a college hockey rivalry in real time. I had said something heading into the overtime to the couple that sat next to me. I said, hey, overtime's generally in the first 30 seconds. Watch out. Could be a goal one way or the other. We've seen this the last couple of years. And I think the goal came officially at 36 seconds. Uh, and they were like, oh, my gosh. But when the actual play happened, I, along with 5,500 to 6,000 other fans, could tell that was a penalty right away. Um, and, and I don't think it was just Husky fans. We heard a lot from Gopher fans, too. There was yeah. obviously Gopher fans in the house. We've heard from media. We've heard from Bob Motzko himself afterwards. Um, he's had some time. You know, I, I think those comments, I mean, right after the game, energy's high, emotion's high, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think he meant anything negative by it, but definitely was unfortunate. Now, you know, the reaction afterwards, obviously, with, with items being thrown on the ice, I'm not a fan of that. I don't think anyone would say they're a fan. The one view that I got from it from a Gopher fan who wasn't there, he said, well, I can tell you this, the rivalry's back. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if anyone questioned it was gone, it's back. And there's a lot of emotion. And, and thankfully, no one got hurt. And I know uh, Commissioner Josh Fenton was in the building. Uh, you know, and, and I'm sure those officials got a talking to at some point. Um, but honestly, like what I saw two things from it that I really took away and I felt good about, and it doesn't surprise me. I saw Brett Larson get angry than I've ever seen in my life <laughs> and, and go across the ice and, and really stick up for the team, which is great. And then I also saw him put his arm around David Rennick, um, which doesn't surprise me at all. It just shows the character of Brett Larson and the staff and those guys. Cause that wasn't on David at all. When that play happened, like in real time, we saw, everyone stopped. I don't care what anyone says on Twitter or anywhere else. The gopher players stopped. Everyone stopped for maybe a, just a couple seconds, half a second, whatever you want to call it. Because I think everyone's like, oh, that's a penalty. Yeah. And then, yes, they picked play back up. I guess you could argue that maybe we should have as well. But, you know, it, it was disappointing. And, and probably one of the best hockey games that we've had so far this season. I haven't watched every college hockey game across the country, but you could argue two top five teams, packed house, Homecoming weekend for SCSU, uh, the sweetest sweaters you've ever seen in your life. I mean, Nick's got a couple sweet ones behind him, but those homecoming <laughs> sweaters, prime. Um, yeah, 5,530 in the building that night, by the way, official yeah. head count. So. And probably plenty more in the parking lot. I know that like, they <laughs> had the, obviously, the, the festivities and the, and the screens out front. And, you know, it, it was cool to see the community come around, obviously not in the negative fashion, you know, afterwards, but. Um, but knowing that this community stands behind, behind its team, as we would expect, and they played a really good weekend series and, uh, you know, it wasn't perfect, but, um, it's unfortunate that a call like that with, with the official right there, I've watched the video a billion times as, as I know you guys have, and I'm like, how do you miss that? Um, yeah, but, tough. you know, it happens, we move on. So. Exactly. Uh, Caleb, I just want to pick up on one point, you know, cause if there's one, you know, sort of thing that I think I know I've hit on probably more than a few times is this non-conference schedule, you know, your, your, your fans perspective, you know, the rivalry's back, you know, they can't just last for one game. If it's going to recapture a rivalry, um, it, it has to be something that's done, you know, repeatedly. It's and you know, ever since the WCHA men's side broke up, there's been this sort of void in the college hockey landscape here in the state of Minnesota. Um, and then, you know, so happens to be when this non-conference schedule comes out, many factors lead into it. 
where you got four Minnesota teams in the top five, and then Bemidji State also there in the top 20 in some respects. You got five of the six um, that have been established programs that are ranked. Um, you know, if you're in either one of these leagues, whether it's the Big Ten, the NCHC, the CCHA, and the schools, looking at the interest and looking at what the conversations that has, you know, has sort of formed from, you know, this non-conference schedule. How do you not repeat this? Honestly, I think that's the big thing is you have to, you know, kind of strike the iron while it's hot. And I think for me, you know, if you're going to have this rivalry comment, which I would love to have it, you need to do this again. And it would be great for the players, great for the fans and great for the state. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I think the, the Minnesota matchup has to be automatic every year. You know, and that's my opinion. I think the home and home works. I, could you do it in their barn both for the whole weekend or on our barn the whole weekend? Absolutely, you could. But I think to your point, like playing the Minnesota State Mankatos, uh, we'll see Bemidji later on in the year, seeing St. Thomas, even though they're up and coming. I think it's been really good for the state of hockey. It's been really good across all the conferences. Um, and, you know, I've joked about having some sort of North Star College Cup again. Um, but you don't necessarily have to have a tournament per se, if you just have a sweet non-conference schedule like this and, and why wouldn't you do it? Like now <laughs> looking back, I think, you know, as Brett Larson stated right before, it's like, dang, this is going to be a gauntlet. <laughs> this is going to be how we had it broken up. But I think it was the best thing for this team uh, after the run they made last year, like get them ready, get them prepped, get them to that speed, uh, that they need to be at heading into conference play. Cause there's, there's no givens in, in that. And, uh, yeah, it, it excites me because that was one of my big worries last year when we got to the tournament. Last year was such a weird year. Um, you know, when we got to, you know, BU and Boston College and Minnesota State Mankato, it's like, we haven't seen these teams. Hey, we, we've seen our conference and, and our conference is, is the best in the country now, kind of what, but, um, you know, how are we going to match up? Now I think we know. And it got us up and, and going early on the season. So hopefully everyone comes out healthy. It sounds like they will. And that's what matters most. Speaking of the conference, Caleb, uh, it's a great transition here. And of course, no easy night in the NCHC. Um, really no easy night, I would say, in the Huskies schedule. I'd say St. Thomas on paper might have been the quote unquote easiest one. And we got that one out of the way in <laughs> day one and two, so to speak. Uh, yeah. We've seen some pretty good performances so far from teams in the NCHC so far this season. Uh, I definitely have my vote for the team that I'm most uh, worried about. Uh, for the Huskies mm-hmm. facing this season. I'm kind of curious as you've gotten through whatever it is, week five or six of the season, uh, what team so far in the NCHC have you penciled in as a team that's like, oh boy, uh, the Huskies better have this one circled and have their A game both nights? I have two, technically. Um, and I was thinking about this today after I got the the, the great text for the call-up. Can I, uh, I, was like, can, oh, I can I guess them and see if they match? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Duluth and Western Michigan. Very close. I would say Denver and Western Michigan okay. and Western Michigan being one a Denver being one B when I look at our conference and sorry to go on another tangent, um, Nick can throw something at me anytime. Uh, I don't want to break my own computer screen. Yeah. He doesn't want to buy a new computer. I, I, you know, nothing against Miami of Ohio and Colorado college. I don't think they're quite there yet, but the other teams, one through six, I think getting to the top four is going to be extremely difficult. And I mean, the, the top 10 rankings in the country show that. But I think Western has always given St. Cloud State um, kind of a tough matchup of how they play. They're very talented, very skilled, very well coached. Um, you know, as you saw on Twitter this last weekend, I thought there could be a chance they would sweep Michigan. And if it wasn't for a weird call in the second game, they were very close to sweeping Michigan. Um 
but even coming out with a split is super impressive. So I think Western's going to be tough. I think Denver is sneaky good. A lot of talent. Um, I think they had a weird year last year. We talked about them for so long of like, if they could just put it together, they could get into the tournament and be dangerous. The problem is they didn't win hockey games. That's all it came down to. They, is they that didn't important? win the hockey games. It is important. Uh, from, I'm not a, <laughs> I like to think I'm getting close to being an elite college hockey mind, but what I've been told is score a lot of goals, win hockey games, and you'll be okay. Um, so I, I think those two teams, obviously, like that's not to take anything away from your UND, your Omaha, um, your UMD, because I think they're all going to be there. Um, but I, I do think Western for me is going to be that sneaky team. I think they're ranked ninth this week in a few polls. And, um, I think they're only going to get stronger and stronger. Now I think they have Colgate out at Colgate this weekend, which will be an interesting matchup. Um, you know, but coming off Michigan, you got to think that hockey team's feeling pretty good, right? Like in-state rival, number one team, seven first round draft picks on that, on that squad. And, uh, I was pretty yeah, shocked. Just, I was pretty shocked that uh, they they were at number nine. I was kind of maybe thinking they were going to be maybe seven or something like that. I and Nick, I don't know what yeah. your thoughts were, but I mean, I kind of felt like I mean, you play one of the best teams in the the number one team in the country at that point in that kind of a series. I know the pairwise says differently per se, but I kind of felt like uh, in the polls they probably could have even made a bigger jump. Well, real quick about the early season rankings, you know, every, and this is no disrespect to Michigan because they're a good hockey team, but I think a lot of their rankings based on the talent level, not necessarily their performance mm-hmm. right now too. So um, yeah, at the end of it, you know, Michigan has a lot to prove this year and especially come tournament time. And that is, you know, does that, you know, a wallop of skill up they have, does it translate to actually victories and actually earning their way through. I mean, we've seen it with the Gophers a bit. They have a lot of talent on that squad too, but again, it's young talent. It's inexperienced talent. And, uh, you know, for, for Minnesota, I still think they're a tweener team uh, that's going to need some more experience down there, whether it's this year or next year, they're eventually going to be a very dangerous hockey squad uh, with just how much talent they have. Now, granted, that means that they got to hold on to every piece. Uh, but I think Michigan's getting that number one, at least early on because of the talent pool, not necessarily how they've been winning hockey games. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're going to be a scary team, let me tell you. And yeah. I, I, I'm looking, I've circled that trip out for SDSU out there, and it, it, it's always tough. Like, no matter even in a down year, it's always tough for us to go to Kalamazoo, but um, it should be interesting. Yeah, and that and that Michigan team too, that Wolverines group. If they can keep that core together for not only this year but maybe next year, retain some of those guys that are high end NHL draft picks. I, I think that there's a lot of development there too. And you know, they're a team that, uh, along with Minnesota, are probably the the one two matchup in the Big Ten right now, at least for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, next year is another story, but uh, it should be interesting. I uh, Caleb. You know, on the fan side, though, I, I let, let's kind of bring it back to our show and uh, your social media presence here. Um, when you when you go into like a given day or a given week and you fire up the Twitter, you know, on on your laptop, on your phone and you see at the puck scribe pull up. I mean, <laughs> I what, what's what's in your arsenal? I mean, like like how many arm wrestlings do you think you have a week? I mean, what, what is the backstory here? What, what's the game plan? Well, that, I mean, it's really that relationship is still blossoming. If you ask Nick Maxson, he'll give you his side of things. But from my side, you know, I really look to just have fun uh, with your guys' account too. Obviously, I listen to your content. I watch the YouTube stream, you know, hopefully drive some numbers for you, for you folks as well. Um, but, you know, Nick obviously likes to poke fun at himself. Um, and I just take that to the next step a little bit. 
for me, I'm really interesting though. Like I have a, I have a personal line that I draw though. Like I, I don't love the negativity. I've, I've talked to you guys about that. Like we've gotten to know each other well enough where, you know, even some things, not that I check in beforehand, but I'll be like, Hey, <laughs> no, Ooh, is that too much? But honestly, when you think about me and Nick, a lot of times it's just like poke, poke, poking the bear a little bit, you know, and just seeing, you know, when I fire up the Twitter stream, uh, I see what's going on with Nick, what he's doing. Um, and a lot of times, like, it's also building him up a little bit too, by joking at him. And, uh, you know, he, he got me a couple of weeks ago. You saw it, Noah, he, he came back at me. He had one win in the arsenal. He, I don't recall exactly what it was, but it was such a quick comeback with, with a gift. I was like, Oh boy. I think I was like, I could think oh, about this in response, oh. but I'm just like, I concede. I think I remember it. Wasn't it? You said something. He put the gift, um, a warm glass to shut the hell up. I think. Yeah, exactly. It was the shooter McGavin play. Yeah. yeah. It was very quick. And I was like, I'll give you that point. But by the time the sun rises tomorrow, I'm back on the game. And I was. And, and I don't, I, I don't know how, how you can, can retain or keep away the negativity, Caleb. I'm getting pretty hangry here without our room service and vowels, man. It's, <laughs> it's right. Uh, for those that are just learning, I mean, when Nick went to the frozen four, he didn't send us any snacks. He didn't get us room service. He left me and Noah behind. Unreal. And then all we requested was like, we just want one meal or bring us back something. We would have even taken vows. You could have gotten all the way back to St. Cloud and then just picked up vows and sent it to us. Or like we could have met you outside and ate together. Nothing. We got nothing. So, so let me was, recap this for the fans a little bit. So room service, you just got to be at the same hotel too, unless, you know, you're eating McDonald's burgers, which I swear to God injected it with, uh, oh geez, formaldehyde that, you know, you want me to send it to a week later so you can heat it up in the, I don't know even what you want to heat it up. Same, same day air. Same, same day air. air. I mean, yeah, that's true because that stuff, I mean, just, just never you know, dissipates, but did, did, you know, did, no vowels is, is better stuff than that. Come on. You got to give them a lot more credit than that. Come on. Absolutely. Did, well, come on. And you were eating like filet mignon. You were taking pictures. You're like, look at this. Look at how great this is. And it I'm was like, rib. I thank you. Okay. <laughs> Whatever it was. And me and me and Noah were back here eating Cheetos, which nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, but we were just like, we wanted anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for those and, who don't uh, know, uh, that restaurant I've been to once before, um, and it was. Uh, oh, now was, he's uh, now he's talking up the food. Yeah, yeah food, food, food critic. Well, oh. no, and it's you know it's it's funny because that same restaurant building was used in this in the filming of the movie Concussion. Uh, it was actually that the first floor. I think I mentioned this last time we honestly, we were on too. honestly, every um, time you, every time you talk, I get a concussion. But anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, trust me, you should see how I feel when it bounces <laughs> out from here. So, <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, um, you know, it, it was so impressive the first time. I just, you know, I'm a foodie at heart, so I, I, I don't know. So I just okay. So, so, so let's, let's start with this, Nick, Nick Maxson. Okay. Here's Go a chance ahead. to redeem yourself. Okay. I got four weeks off in Christmas. We know you're a busy guy. Caleb's doing his thing, but let's say I, uh, by happenstance, we all three meet each other uh, in the twin cities area. What are three of your go-to places that you're taking Caleb and I on a food run here? Caleb and I, it sounds like I'm taking you guys on a double date for God's sakes. All right. So you're, you're, you're actually, the I mean, it's wheel. actually, I mean, it's actually kind of true. Um, so are we looking for like, just, it doesn't matter what type of food it is. just the best Minneapolis has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like a mix of like, 
A little bit of class, but a little bit of uniqueness too. It's like, you know, things class, that you're not, you don't fall in that category. Shut up. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's fair. I'm from a state that I think are, are, are not coolest... you, Caleb. I was talking to no one. <laughs> I say, I think I come from a state where the coolest thing we have is a Walmart in our hometown. So, I mean, and that's right next to, I, I imagine a pizza ranch, which has five-star ratings. <laughs> no, no, three stars. People are ornery here. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, uh, you know, the cool thing about Minneapolis, um, and, you know, talking to, uh, you know, people that are actually natives of New York, which, you know, probably has one of the better food scenes. They call it New York, you know, New York Junior, actually, just because of, uh, you know, how much is out there. Uh, but if you're going to want to go, got to go to some mainstays, if you like, um, if you'd like Italian food, which I love Italian food, there's a couple options. One is Red Rabbit. It's the same uh, uh, ownership as Red Cow. Um, they're right downtown. They do a really good job. Or is it, uh, it yeah, Bar La Grassa is also another mm-hmm. really good spot there in the North Loop. Caleb's Dalibus. I don't know. Have you actually ate there, Caleb? I've been to both places. They're yep. both two of my favorites. Yeah, Bar La Grassa is great. great. He's doing a good job so far, Noah. Let so him keep far. talking. Uh, burger Place, um, obviously, the sister restaurant, Red Cow. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Really good burgers uh, and even better cheese curds. They're almost like state fair cheese curds, honestly. I have to get cheese curds every time I go there. It's fantastic. For steaks, yeah. there's really only two options that you really have. Um, actually, I'll give you three. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, Murray's uh, right off of 6th. Yeah. There's Manny's in the Fauché. And then there's actually a, a kind of a, a sister restaurant company. One's in Wyzetta, one's in Roseville. And it's uh, the Roseville and it's Baldemar. Uh, mm-hmm. They are kind of a newer place. Uh, and then their sister restaurant is Six Smith um, out there right on the, the Boltworks building, right on Lake Minnetonka. Uh, just fantastic steaks. They're all uh, 28 day aged prime steaks. And uh, Noah, can you do me a favor? Write down all these places. Me to call them for sponsorships, yep. honestly. Yeah. So <laughs> that's fair. You know, I'm, I'm going to throw the one thing. If we end up, stuck on the couch uh is everyone cool with carboni's pizza or is there better pizza mm-hmm. out there carboni's is good um red savoy's is pretty mm-hmm. good um, red savoy's yes. yeah, red yep. savoy's is good there's also a place in egan um uh, that does wood fired pizza in fact you all, you actually have to call almost an hour and a half ahead to get a spot into it uh, it's called bella not bella Torres. oh geez now my old brain's kicking in um <laughs> Uh, but it's right off of Cliff and Cedar. Um, it's just to the west uh, side of Cedar Avenue. Um, and their their pizza is absolutely fantastic, too. So that's another good spot that's a little less known just because it's the one location of Mama Pop Shop. But it's kind of like that true Italian pizzeria plus like Italian deli, deli also in there as well. So it's a really cool little spot. All of these are good options. I've been to all of them. Noah, he did a great job. I'm impressed. Yeah. I didn't know Nick was such a foodie. But if he takes us to all these places in one night, <laughs> yeah. we're in a good spot. We'll never have to eat again. I, I don't even. Tab. I say I don't even. I don't even know if it's the if he takes us to all the places. As long as he's paying the bill, that's all I'm. Yeah. I mean, his running tab at Val's might be like seven dollars and fifty cents, so it's not <laughs> too bad. Yet. So, so, Definitely not too bad. So, yeah. I thought I thought the road trip was sponsored by Ben Holden. Actually, we better give him a call. Ben, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, but, you know, the, the food scene in Minneapolis is pretty good. Now, in St. Paul, mm-hmm. there's a couple of other spots, too, that uh, there's mm-hmm. my favorite one. I only got to go there once. It was Pazzo Luna's. That was an Italian place. They closed mm-hmm. down from the pandemic. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on the what's called the Selby Avenue. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a more historical kind of district there. Selby and Grand, kind of those areas. Isn't that uh, uh, isn't that kind of kitty corner from uh, Allianz Field? Not even well, yes, actually. Um, so not even close, but yes. <laughs> yeah, because because if because if, yeah. if you fall Selby in the opposite direction, you, you go to Hamlin, isn't it? 
Yes. Uh, so if you See, follow Selby East, yeah, holy hell, you know something. If you follow <laughs> Selby East, you run into the uh, St. Paul Cathedral. Uh, but online, there's some main states. They got Moscow on the hill for Russian food and Russian drinks. They actually make their own cherry vodka in-house. It's absolutely fantastic. And uh, if you're looking to uh, get sauced one night, go there. They won't take care of you. No <laughs> um, it's now called just the gnome. It used to be called the happy gnome. That's definitely more of your traditional English slash uh, uh yeah, just probably English food, but really, really, really good. Um, one of my favorite spots is called Sweeney's. Uh, Sweeney's right off of Dale. Uh, and mm -hmm. It's um, kind of like your old American bar food, but they have a really, really sweet patio. Uh, and the best beer, better chicken strips I think you'll ever have Ooh. in your freaking life. So um, fantastic. And, and then the Gnome's been on my list of restaurants to try. I, I went to the Happy Gnome when it was the Happy Gnome before. Uh, and it was great. And I passed by the dome. Uh, Revival's right over there as well. Revival, yeah. Location. It's incredible. Um, so, yeah, we have plenty of good options. I'm glad he's naming Twin Cities because we don't have this many options in North Dakota. I'm just going to say. And yeah. Then, <laughs> yes. We, we, we got about three. Dude, I, I'm trying to get out of here. I'm just One's saying. called the Country Kitchen, just so you know. I mean, I... I'm tempted, to that. I'm tempted no. to visit Mr. Maxson when the Huskies visit Grand Forks, but I don't know how long I can sit in the sea of green. I mean, that's just, that's a bit much, you know, Caleb. We I, had to coordinate that. Yeah. We should coordinate that. Cause I I've been thinking about it and uh, I, I, isn't it like I have the schedule where I should just. December what, sorry, 3rd and 4th, I believe is when. Is uh, it really? Yeah. Or is, is that it? when North Dakota is here? There it's one of the two. Third yeah, the only the only reason I the only reason I perk up at that is simply because December third is a Friday and it's actually my birthday. So, um, mm, yeah. I so, flex. so if <laughs> so if so if you're not buying me food at that particular juncture, I don't know what the whole there's point a taco bar on the corner. The Huskies, the Huskies are the Huskies, home. Yeah, the Huskies will be in Grand Forks the end of January. It's like the okay. 28th and 29th. Yeah, which. Depending what the weather's like, I always get fearful of like if it's the middle of winter, getting up there in the middle of winter is is treacherous. But uh, if Awful. it's not too bad, and uh, and have I'm you, have you admit this, I have not been to a game at the Ralph yet. I was just going to ask you. I have not yet, and it's been on the bucket list. And you could probably say I'm not an elite college hockey fan until I, I've been. Um, it's 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 I, really not that nice, Caleb. <laughs> you know, honestly, like I did a virtual tour. Uh, of, of their arena, I think during the pandy last last year, because I had never been, I've only seen pictures. I've seen how great everyone talks about how great it is, and I was impressed from the virtual tour. I'm like, I'll, dang! I'll be honest, Caleb. If you're ever if you're ever in North Dakota on like a non game weekend, I do have some connections. You should take an actual tour and see what it's like underneath where all the locker rooms in and where their room is. I mean, you don't have to be, you can hate the University of North Dakota, but that tour yeah. is, it's something special. Um, Caleb, yeah. uh, I, I kind of wanted to transition. I've only got one more question for you here. Um, first of all, I, it's no secret. We appreciate having you with the involvement of our show and, you know, what you do for us. I, I think, um, I don't know that we get to say that that often, but obviously, you know, we didn't know you at all before we had our show so it's kind of it's kind of a cool little relationship that's developed between the you three know of us. a whole lot of people to be honest with you Noah. <laughs> yeah that's fair hey i'm from north dakota i know probably no more cows than i do people but um you can probably name them all too <laughs> <laughs> hey you leave old bessie alone anyway um <laughs> when when you've listened to our show as they have a listener that you have been and i'm kind of putting you on the spot here is there a particular you know story or two or a particular guest a particular show is is there like any highlights that kind of you go back to that you think of that you go yeah that was really cool obviously your episode with go huskies will still remains the uh 
the most numerically successful uh, show in mm-hmm. our history. But uh, I mean, just kind of out of curiosity, is there a particular guy that, or is there a particular guest that uh, we need to have on that we haven't gotten around to in your opinion? Um, you know, well, first off, I love all, all your episodes. I listen to it, you know, weekly and not both episodes when you guys do a great job of diving into the men's and women's team. I've told you that before. And I think you have built a really great connection with the players on the men's and women's teams, both, uh, you know, all the coaching staffs um, and had some fun guests on. Um, I, I was, I smiled at the shout out when he had Molly Ilya Kanan on, she was a friend when I went to school there. So that was, that was cool to see uh, you connect with her. Um, also, I, you know, I think I always enjoy because I love him so much uh, the Brett Larson episodes. I know you guys have built such a great, um, rapport with him, which is great. I think you guys do, uh, such a great, uh, for, for the men's and women's team, honestly. Um, you know, as far as <laughs> segments go, I think you guys also, I mean, you dive into the Minnesota wild uh, quite a bit too, which is, which I appreciate because it's also a love of mine and you guys have just such a great hockey sense, both being former players, broadcasters, um, know the game so well, and you're not, you're not homers with it either. Like you're going to tell it how it is. Yes. You're the Huskies warming house podcast, but um, you'll also be very honest. Like, you know, if the Huskies didn't have a great weekend or even things they need to clean up. You're going to be honest about it. So I've always appreciated that, um, you know, your humor as well, I think um, goes a long way. I laugh at you guys, um, which also kind of like gets my brain turning on the Twitter sphere as well. <laughs> be like, what am I going to tweet at? At Nick, um, I know you guys had talked about potentially getting Bob Motzko on. I think that would be super interesting. Um, maybe even more interesting after the weekend series we just recently had. Yeah, it's been <laughs> um, a while. He was episode, I want to say, 18, way back in July of 2020. Back. It's been and a I, while. And I, and I will say for, for Bob, and this is no disrespect to Bob, but he, he's a tough one to get a hold yeah, of. Yes. Um, right. uh, even if you watch the broadcast uh, on Fox 9 Plus, when I was interviewing him before the game, he was um, mm-hmm. in, in the tunnel. He had a whole bunch of. Uh, I used to say, I don't know if it was family or, or close friends of his, and they were actually kind of delaying the process of us getting our interview because, you know, we're trying to get it into the, before the show. But, you know, as soon as the question before even the camera caught, I was already like trying to skedaddle out of there. He's not, he's never been one that loved the media per se. He's done it. And he's been very gracious with his time in doing so. So I just want to make sure I'm, I'm clear on that, but he's definitely not one that is out seeking, you know, the media. So he's a tough one. I think it'd be actually great to get Garrett Raboyne on with his assistant. I think he'd be a little bit more accessible. Um, But, and I think he would have some insights, you know, obviously from Bob, because, you know, he's been his right-hand man and on the bench for so long. So that's actually on my wish list, uh, just going off of that. But, you know, if I, if Bob was, more accessible, no question about it. But I just feel like, especially now mid-season, that's that's a tough ask right now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it was great that you guys got a chance to connect with Mick Hatton too. I think I had said that mm-hmm. before of like, hey, you know, I, I think that was on my wish list. We didn't talk about it in the last episode, but I was like, Mick does incredible work. Um, I think it would be just a great conversation. And he, he obviously uh, is great. And, you know, with the rink live and everything that he puts out too. So, um, you know... I, I'm trying to think of any other future guests to put me yeah. on this. I, I know, I know the one that's been kind of on our bucket list has been Matt Cullen, and we really haven't done a job mm. of reaching out to him, but he's a guy that we would love to have on the show. Nick, I will say before I kick it over to you for the last question, 
the sports writer in my hometown, Matthew Semich, who a couple of Huskies fans follow, did a great piece actually on the Frozen Four uh, and the the false positive COVID test. Um, a nice little story mm-hmm. for USCHO. So he writes for USCHO. He used to um, cover the Omaha Mavericks, the Omahomies, uh, quite a bit back in the day. But he's my hometown writer and actually caught up with Brett Larson at a NCHC event or something uh, last week. And apparently, um, off the record or to to Matt. Um, Brett had some really nice things to say about you and I, Nick. And I, I thought, you know, I might as well say it on the show that obviously if Brett's listening, we appreciate stuff like that. That stuff, I think like for me, especially goes a long way to hear, you know, he's just such a classy human being and to have that extent, even just for, for us, we feel like the little guys sometimes when you compare, you know, Mick Hatton and obviously the soda pod when they do their coverage and that sort of thing. So I am Brett Larson. We appreciate that. But Nick, I, do you have any other questions for our, uh, our esteemed guest? (laughs) Yes. One more, um, you know, Caleb, you, you talk about, you know, the, the Twitter gears, I keep turning your head and uh, you know, every, and I love the arm wrestling. I love the wrestling, you know, kind of the, uh, that, you know, kind of the, uh, the theatrics that you go with it, but every wrestler has their KO move. And I feel like you haven't pulled that out yet. So my question is, what is that top rope move? Isn't what that, is Caleb? Potty's yeah, I mean, it why, might be, but why would put I you on tell the spot? you that? I'm not going to tell you that. Like, honestly, if I told you that, then you'd see it coming. You know, the the top rope move, I had to think of something that would be fun. Like, and I thought, what would be really, like, dorky and fun? And I'm like, we're going to arm wrestle. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have the Harvard of the Midwest championship belt, which, if that's an actual thing, I'm sorry if that's trademarked somewhere. (laughs) But that's what I made up, and that's what we're going to do. And honestly – I just like to re- remind you. I mean, I have Macho Man Randy Savage gifts every time I tweet at you. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> and I find that funny. Um, maybe some folks don't, but you know, I I can't tell you what what the secret move is. So I mean, you so can't what see if, it coming? What if the matchup is actually you both arm wrestle, but at the same time, each of you has a double Val's cheeseburger, and you have to win the arm wrestling battle and finish the burger first. Neither one of us will win. Nick will fall asleep <laughs> and I will lose because I'm the worst arm wrestler of all time. That's what's so funny about it is like Nick has said, I'm a terrible arm wrestler. And I'm like, so am I. Like Nick probably will beat me. There's no doubt. Or he'll fall asleep first or he'll forget his glasses or any of the other things. I'll, I make I'll miss the call time because I had my warm glass of milk. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, That's so, fair. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, what can still be fun? And again, like positive, upbeat, funny, and it'll probably run its course, like probably six months from now, I'll have to think of something new, if not sooner. Um, But it also like, it's funny because Nick will tweet about something so random, as you know, Noah, he can tweet about like, man, it rained today. And I'll be like, you want to talk about rain? Here we go. And then I'll about you know and mind you for those Nick. listening in the show that's in all caps by the way yep. so all caps which is oh like i text in all caps a lot it was it's been kind of my thing and, and my friends know this they're like why are you always yelling like why <laughs> i'm like no all caps has just kind of been my thing and um it's fun the people that know me know it um and so i've just done it with nick too and i think even the first time he sent a gift back to me he's like stop yelling like <laughs> 
You've been you've been getting pretty bold with the all caps ones though. When you go ham, I mean they're they're starting to get pretty intense, and I love them. I think they're great. Uh, Caleb, in Noah Grant fashion, um, I do have one more question because I thought Nick was actually going to yeah. follow up on this, and he didn't. You did mention real quickly the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they're four and one now. Of course, as soon as we mentioned them being four and zero oh in our show, they lose a hockey game in very decisive fashion. Against I think Nash. I called that on this last episode too. I said they'll lose today. Yeah, just, and they looked terrible. By the way, they yes, looked they like did. they looked. Like a team that was out of gas, but I so we're, so we're yeah, recording. Slow. Yeah, yeah, we're recording here on Tuesday, October twenty sixth. They're actually playing tonight. But Caleb, mm-hmm. uh, quick thoughts on the Minnesota Wild, Kirill Kaprizov. You know what? Do, what do you like? What don't you like? So they've been very entertaining to watch. They're a fun team. I, I, I love the talent on the team. I know there's been some talk, like worried about Kirill and his slow start. It's gonna happen. It's gonna. It's gonna go. He he seems like the type of player that once he gets one, they're gonna come in bunches. So mm-hmm. I'm not worried about Kirill at all. I think I love what I'm seeing from Marcus Foligno. Um, you know, I, some of the other guys too, like uh, Sturm and, and a lot of the, the fun guys as well. Um, they're just playing with a lot of energy, and, except minus this last game. As Nick said, I was just going to chime in and say they looked a little bit slow, a little bit out of gas. Um, I believe they play Vancouver tonight in Vancouver. Um, so it should be interesting. I think they're going to make this, they're going to make a run. I do think they're going to make the, the postseason. Um, I would be interested to see what, Bill Guerin does towards the deadline. If this team keeps progressing, like I know where our cap situation is at, but I still think, um, you know, as part of our decor that we might be missing, you know, one of those pieces as we get to the, you know, the bottom six, Um, but they're a fun team to watch. Um, I'm super enjoying them. I was a little disappointed in Kakanen the other night, but someone remind me on the, on the broadcast, I think maybe it was Anthony LaPanta mentioned it too. It was it's like, he hasn't played in net since maybe the last regular season game of last year. Yeah. Like, and if I'm wrong, you misquote me there, but you know, when you think about that, it's like, Oh, as a goaltender, like, yeah, he's seen reps in practice and things of that nature in preseason, but an actual like game that matters, it's been a while. So he also kind of, um, he also got kind of hung out to dry in period number oh, one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I saw some tweets via the about penalty it. box. My God, yeah. it took way too many yeah. penalties. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know, I know that's been a question too, as far as like a backup goaltender, you know, is, and I, and I just, I do believe in Kakanen. I think we saw a period of time last year that he was just standing on his head um, when Cam was out for a bit. And then he went through kind of a rough patch later on. But as we know, with our own SDSU goaltending, which has been the best goaltending in the country, I know this is off topic, but I'm going to get my plug in right now. <laughs> it's been the best. Um, you know, it, it can be very streaky with goaltenders at, at times too. So I think when he finds his game, that's only going to help us because we're going to need two goaltenders going through the long 82 game season. So it's good to see the XL energy center packed again. I'm hoping to get to quite a few games on Nick Maxson's dime. And then, you know, it, uh, it'll be great to see that team live. You know, we have the greatest arena in the NHL. That's my opinion. Um, and so, you know, just to see fans back in, in stands, you know, I, I know you guys have talked about it. That's um, it's super important to me. And uh, whether it's the Herb or the XL or my local rink here uh, <laughs> when I'm trying to skate by myself, which probably doesn't go well. <laughs> you know, the one thing I'll disagree with you on, uh, I like the X's layout because I like that they don't have those really upper corners there. They're just no good views there. But as far as the atmosphere, dude, Vegas absolutely fucking kills it. I'm sorry. They just absolutely yeah. do. So um, T-Mobile arena. I, I, I was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. I didn't see T-Mobile arena, but it was my first question because I've heard that the atmosphere looks incredible. I know like the pregame, 
um, experience is incredible and it makes sense. It's Vegas. Um, I can't wait to go to a game out there. Hopefully it'll be a wild game. They keep um, it rolling. Honestly, from the time, like there's a, there's a plaza outside the arena um, and they have a live DJ. They've got places yeah. where you can take, so it's very interactive. So from the time you actually are even rolling up to the arena, they have that positive and that very energetic vibe. They carry it through the pregame, which again, no one can touch them, but they keep that same energy throughout the entire game. They really do the production value that they put on uh, just to try to keep it fun and keep it, you know, more about how, you know, a hockey game. Um, I don't think I've seen an arena do that as well as they have. Um, And being that they're only what, this is their fourth or fifth year in the league. um, This, I mean, they, they've nailed it. They've absolutely freaking nailed it. And that's, you know, I've been to a, a plenty of few stadiums, you know, the old Detroit building, which had its own, you know, historic, aura that was a fun really loud building in itself again the x has always been good uh but then again you know vegas i mean i would challenge any hockey fan uh, to go out there and watch a game just because of just how great the atmosphere is honestly well so. i can't wait for you to take us there we exactly go. We on our next road trip exactly <laughs> nick's, so. nick's like uh, nick's like end the call right now he's like <laughs> episode over because we're just running up where's the time. dump button so <laughs> right there. With that being said, though, boys, uh, you know, that will wrap it up here for episode number 84. Caleb, again, always a pleasure to have you uh, on the show. For those, um, you know, who actually do want to follow and and see how well you chirp me, how can they find you on social media and how can they, you know, kind of, you know, watch from afar from the stands per se, um, you know, the wrestling matches taken over over the social interwebs. (laughs) Absolutely. Boys, thanks for having me on again. Uh, Hopefully we can do what's your Twitter handle. We need to know that first. Oh yeah. Caleb J Peabody at Caleb J Peabody on Twitter. Uh, if you follow Nick, you'll see me because all his quote retweets are probably <laughs> gifts of me towards him. So Caleb J Peabody. Awesome. I mean, I mean, while, while you're at it, folks, you can also follow at warming house den, you know, if you're feeling it, I mean, look at that. Nick forgot about his own channel. Look at that. It, Nick <laughs> probably forgot the password too. <laughs> Actually, okay. I did, but <laughs> it's, it's no one that usually is in control of that Twitter handle. So, uh, but again, Caleb, again, thanks for the support. Thanks for being on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, we'll see you, uh, you know, in the social media verse here again. Have a good night, man. Absolutely. You too. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Caleb. Always fun to catch up with friends, right? Uh, Caleb, uh, just an absolute beauty of a human being and a great guy. And uh, hopefully we get a chance to to check up with him. We actually haven't ever met him in person per se. So I'm excited to hopefully get a chance to do that uh, at some point, obviously maybe at a Huskies hockey game, if you will, as my background is doing funny things here for the audio listeners here. I got a lot. That's what you get for living in North Dakota. Everything just started to fail behind you. (laughs) Yeah. Everything turns green behind me. I am not an effing Hawks fan. I'll put, I'll put, put it to you that way. Nick, I, how did you enjoy, Enjoy Caleb's interview. And uh, what are you looking forward to um, uh, coming up this week? I think uh, it'd be important if you're able to remind our listeners uh, that we might be recording at a different time, but our episode is still going to come out at the same time, if that's uh, helpful for anybody. I don't feel like I ever stop interviewing Caleb because uh, we go back and forth on <laughs> yeah. Twitter so often, but uh, no, he's, he's a fun dude. He loves to, you know, I think he actually be a really good chirper, you know, if he actually could yeah. you know, skate and, you know, uh, play hockey. Uh, he says he can skate maybe not well, but I think, you know, his chirping would still be a plus. I think that'd be great to have him on the bench for that. Yeah. Um, so always enjoyable conversation with Caleb. And yes, because of the uh, Halloween um, 
I don't know if you want to call it a holiday, but because of the celebration uh, with candy and, and ghosts and goblins and fun movies and stuff like that, we're going to be recording Saturday night. Um, also kind of makes sense too, because the Hussies again are off this week. So yeah. uh, trying to spend a little bit of time with family it actually works for me too, because we're going to be having a joint birthday for my niece and my nephew yeah. as well coming up. So some family scenes between, I know you have some family things as well. Um, and so uh, kind of just perfect timing for us to you know, kind of just do a little bit early. Well, I think we're, uh, in fact, I don't think the release time at all, but uh, as far as the recording goes, we're recording at night, which means we'll actually look a little bit more awake and not quite as groggy. <laughs> as I hope that's the case. So, uh, yeah. but it works well for both of us as well. Yeah. Hoping for that. And of course, I think uh, it, the release time might actually be just a little bit earlier on Sunday is usually what that kind of amounts to, but we'll have to see. Nonetheless, we'll have the episode out, you know, normal day and that sort of thing. The only action going on, uh, women's hockey is in Ohio state. So we might uh, try to remember, I think that's a Friday, Saturday matchup. So we should be able to still get both of those in on the episode, but for sure we'll get one hockey game on that one. But uh, Nick, that's all I got for us. We're hoping uh, again, like we mentioned in the show, some men's hockey guests that we're trying to get on uh, just working through some scheduling. Of course, they're very busy and they're enjoying their downtime as well too, and getting their schoolwork done too. So for Nick Maxson, I'm Noah Grant, and we will see you in the den soon. Timer coming, they score! Ripped in! A bomb from Perrix! So Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies alongside. Dwayne Kaprizov in for a chance to win it! He scores! Cathedral is now 42.6 seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title.